It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Paolo Bancaro has officially passed Kyle Kuzma in all-star voting. I know that makes every Magic fan really, really excited, but let me tell you something. Paolo's doing a lot more than that. We'll talk about Paolo's rise in the all-star voting ranks and first quarter troubles on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Magic today is January 12th, or will be January 12th, 2024. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, Paolo Bancaro is starting to rise in NBA All-Star voting. We'll talk about the gains he has made and his approach to All-Star, to the All-Star uh, the whole scenario. Uh, we'll also talk about his numbers to prove that he is indeed an all-star. And we'll talk a little bit about the Magic's first quarter troubles, which reared their ugly head again in Tuesday's loss to the Timberwolves. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Magic is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Okay, let's let's get right into it. Um, Thursday is, uh, is All-Star Return Release Day. We've got... Second returns today, the third returns come out next week, and then voting closes January 20th, so we are officially two weeks away from the starters being announced. And look, we're going to talk about where Paolo stands in the Eastern Conference front court picture. We're going to talk about why Paolo is an all-star and has a very good chance of making the all-star team, including and, and a little bit about some of the competition that he's going to face. But let's just be very, very clear here. There is no debate about who's going to start in the East front court. It's going to be Jason Tatum. It's going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo, the leading vote-getter of all players in the NBA with 3.5 million votes, uh, almost 3.5 million votes, and Jason and Joel Embiid. Giannis, Embiid, Tatum, that's your starting front court for the Eastern Conference. But when the All-Star voting returns came out at noon on Thursday, up from 10th last week, Paolo Bancaro has gained a spot in All-Star voting. Passing, yes, every Magic fan's favorite player in Kyle Kuzma, but also passing Brooklyn Nets forward Mikal Bridges. And while Julius Randle did pass him for eighth, Paolo Bancaro is in a very, very good spot. In fact, just off of the total, Paolo Bancaro's number of votes jumped from 163,588 last week to 355,521. And yes, there was a three-for-one day on Friday, 
uh, uh, last Friday. There will be another three for one day this Friday. There's another three for one day on Monday. That's still a huge, huge jump. Um, in fact, if my math is correct, Paolo's vote total jumped by 117.3%. His vote total doubled uh, over the course of the last week. And look, a lot, you know, we know what the magic situation is. They're not on national TV. They won't play a national TV game until the Tuesday before the all-star all-star week. They're not a team that's in the spotlight. Magic fans spent half the day excited that Paolo Bancaro finally got to an 87 on, on the latest update of NBA 2K, but frustrated that he's still tied with Victor Wembanyama, who's had a very good rookie year, by the way. But there's a lot of frustration, by the way. Diamond Paolo Bancaro coming out to my team tomorrow, which I'm very excited about because I love playing with the Ruby uh, dynamic duo of Franz Wagner and Jalen Sunks in that game. Regardless of any of that, Paolo Bancaro has earned some recognition. His The tales of his exploits have indeed reached far and wide. And regardless of how you want to cut it, Paolo is deserving of all-star consideration. For the season, he's averaging 22.9 points per game, 7.1 rebounds per game, and 4.8 assists per game, while shooting 45.8% from the floor and 38.1% from beyond the arc. A huge, huge leap from last year. In his last 10 games, he is averaging 28.9 points per game, 7.6 rebounds per game, and 5.6 assists per game, keeping up that relative efficiency at 44.1% from floor and shooting 37.7% from three. He's only had two games in the last 10 where he scored fewer than 20 points. In the last week, and we're going to include the double overtime game against Sacramento Kings when he scored a career-high 43. So essentially, since Franz Wagner left the lineup with the ankle sprain. Paolo is averaging 32 points per game, six and a half rebounds per game, and 5.8 assists per game. To put it quite simply, and yes, Orlando's gone two and two in those four games. To put it quite simply, Paolo has stepped up with Franz out of the lineup and has simply done things that really only superstar players do. Plain and simple, Paolo Bancaro has been a star. So what are his actual chances of making the all-star team? Well, they're good. They're really, really good. But it's going to be competitive. And yes, we're going to have to sweat it out a little bit. Um, You know, if you go through all the coaches, every one of them is gushing over Paolo Bancaro. And that certainly does suggest that they understand how good he's been in his second season. And they understand how important he has been to a Magic team that while currently sitting in eighth in the Eastern Conference is only a game out of fourth. That, that, that four through eight is still really, really tight as we talked about earlier this week. If you're looking at the Eastern Conference front court picture, really, if there are three, three front court spots plus two wild card spots, two guards, three front court, two wild cards. That front court spot is going to come down to Paolo, Julius Randle, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, maybe Christoph Porzingis, maybe Mikhail Bridges, and probably Jared Allen, who's not uh, on the top 10 here. Jared Allen's been very, very good, especially since Evan Mobley went out. Some of this, and the guards, the guards are going to come down to probably Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey, Trey Young. So there's four right there. The spots are going to get tight. There are a lot of really deserving players. And as always, when you talk about, well, 
this player should be an all-star. You have to give me who would you take out? And, and look, they need to expand all-star rosters to 15. 12 is too few. Let's get let's get more of these guys in. Let's recognize how great this league is and, and, and really really show the depth of the talent, depth of talent. For me, if I'm picking, I'm probably picking Randall, Brown, and Paolo as my three front court players. I'm probably probably gonna have ba- have Bam Adebayo as one of the wild cards. And then I'm probably going Damian Lillard, Tyrese Maxey with Donovan Mitchell or Trey Young in that in that backcourt or among the guards taking a, a wild card spot. To say the least, between Paolo Bam, Julius, uh, between Paolo Bancaro, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brown, three of, if not all four of those players are going to get in. That That is my belief. And obviously, we still have a couple weeks to go. And what might ultimately determine whether Paolo makes the all-star team or not is whether the Magic keep winning. And look, they're going through a very difficult part of the schedule right now. A very difficult four-game road trip coming up here, uh, playing Miami on Friday. They go to Oklahoma City on Saturday, New York on Monday, big showcase game on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, and then a game against the uh, uh, Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday. They come home to face, who are they facing that Friday? Uh, they come home to face Philadelphia. They play Miami, Cleveland. Before we get before we get to the coaches voting, that pretty much gets us to when the coaches vote, actually. Um, before we get to the coaches voting, there's still a lot of data to be had and a lot of games to be played. To say the least, look, Jalen Brown's probably the only player among that group that is scoring at the rate that Paolo's currently scoring. Um, I don't think I mentioned Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson should be an all-star. At a certain point, it's going to get down to, do the coaches want Orlando as a team to have a representative on the all-star team? And I think they do. The Magic have been one of the best stories in the league. Paolo's been fantastic. He's going to be there for the rookie-sophomore game anyway. Um, I think they ultimately will, and I think his numbers speak for themselves. Now, we will get down to brass tacks and figure that part out as we get closer. Trey Young's actually going to start, actually in line to start right now, so, so maybe we don't even have to worry about that. Um, we will get down to that brass tacks in the coming weeks. This won't be the last time we talk about the All-Star game. But as much fun as it is to talk about it, Paolo Bancaro has his mind on the right thing. He's not worried about these updates. He's not worried about where he stands or any of that stuff. He's worried about helping this team win. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very cool. Uh, you know, just with votes and stuff, um, obviously that comes from the fans, so you always appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I think it's something that, you know, you're not really focused on as the season goes on. You just want to play and win as many games as you can. Um, but when the time comes for that selection to be made, if my name is selected, then that'll be awesome and I'll be very happy. But until then, like I've been saying, I think just winning as many games as we can is important. And then trying to get into this all-star break, you know, with some good momentum as a team. So, you know, whenever we get that chance to take a break and come back, that we're in a good spot. And he's absolutely right. At the end of the day, the campaign is still going. We are not done. Vote as much as you need to for Paolo Bancaro. Like I said, we kind of know who the front court starters are going to be in the East. Paolo's campaign is on the court. Paolo's campaign is in the numbers he's putting up and how difficult the Magic are to play. His campaign is with the team. And the better the team does, the better chances Paolo has of getting a trip to Indianapolis. So, what are some of the problems the team has right now? Obviously, injuries. We're going to get to that at the end of the show. 
But I want to talk about another bigger problem, one that has popped its head up even not when they're not injured. Why first quarters are deciding a lot of games for the Orlando Magic. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for quick work from our friends over at Jace Medical. Look, um, sports are an escape from some of the crazy realities of life. But we got to talk about something that's very important, and that's preparing for an emergency. We all want to be ready. We, we do our part here in Florida to be ready when hurricanes come, uh, to be ready in case in case something unthinkable happens. It can be scary, but being ready helps you manage that fear, helps you be prepared for that fear, and helps you conquer that fear. I honestly can't imagine a more helpless feeling than not having the medicine I need to feel better. Uh, I know I am someone who hates being sick. I've been sick this week. I don't know what I'd be doing if I didn't have my uh, regimen of Dayquil and NyQuil, if I didn't have the regimen of the medications that I tend to take when I get colds and when I get sick. That's the cold. That's, that's not always something super serious. When there's something serious, you need the medicine ready at hand to treat whatever happens. And that's why the Jace case is so useful. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and plenty more. This stuff can happen to any of us, and you just need to be prepared. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's here covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. Um, I would not blame you. If you felt Tuesday's game against Minnesota felt a little familiar, um, we have seen we haven't seen the Magic get blown out like that a lot. And, and honestly, that is a, a credit to this Magic team. Um, you know, you're gonna have stinkers, you're gonna have bad days, especially when you're this hurt. If you watch that, if you listen to that Magic team, if you watch that Magic team, it sure felt like they understood what that game was. Like they understood there's a lot of problems that, of, with them. They didn't play to their potential. They didn't play the way that they believe they can play. Uh, and it, you know, it, there's a lot of confidence still coming out of that game. It's like, okay, these are problems we can fix. These are problems we can control. We've got to be better. And, you know, I think I said it after the game. I wasn't panicking. The injuries got to them. Minnesota is the best defense they've played by far. Miami's going to be uh, equally a challenge this week. 
Um, that is the best team they have played by far um, since all these injuries hit. And they got got. They got they got hit pretty hard. Don't lose sleep over it. One game. If it happens again, then you get concerned. But uh, we'll talk about injuries here in, in a minute. But what was familiar, though, and what unfortunately has been a repeated problem, is bad first quarters. You think back to the streak-busting game against Brooklyn when the Magic found themselves down by 20 in the first quarter, or the game against Cleveland shortly after that, when they were down by 17 after the first quarter. There have been at least a few games where the Magic just kind of get, you know, get, you know, beat up in the first quarter, where they just find themselves down by so many points. And this is, you know, I know they just came back from a 18-point deficit against, or what, uh, 18-point deficit against Denver last week shorthanded, this is not a team that is typically designed to come back. This this Magic team is like a good a good football team with a runoff. That's a run offense. They're going to control the game. They want to control the pace. They want to be on the ground. They're not, you know, they'll race ahead of you. They're not afraid to throw the ball, but their their fastball isn't their pat isn't their passing game. They're not trying to stretch you vertically all the time. Um, if you care for my football analogy, I don't know if that made sense, but this is not a team that is capable of making up a lot of ground very, very quickly. They can, they can do it. Everyone in this league can do it. They're so this, team, this league is so talented. But that's not who this team is. They're not Golden State that just has the confidence that, okay, Steph Curry can shoot us into a game. Or Boston, who has the confidence in the shooters to shoot themselves back in the game. That's not this team. And so for the Magic to be down 33-16 to 16 early in the game, that was kind of the death blow. Uh, and yeah, they eventually went down by 34. They trailed by 30 at the half, but the game was over after the first quarter because the Magic were down by 17. You know, I I I play golf. One of my favorite golf sayings for golf tournaments, which are usually four rounds, you can't win a golf tournament in the first round, but you can definitely lose it. And that is something that has unfortunately happened with this Magic team on several occasions where they just get outraced in the first quarter and then they're trying to play catch up the rest of the way, which this team is just not designed to do. It's a problem the Magic are at least a little bit aware of. I think our guys understanding and our coaches have talked about it a ton, understanding how you start games off uh, sets the tone. And we've showed clips throughout the year when we, you know, the first possession of a game, us getting a big stop, being able to get out and run and get on the break. And that, that just builds the energy in the building. It builds the energy of the team. So being able to anchor home and uh, on our defense first uh, about a stops game early on is very important. So here are the numbers then. For the season, the Magic have an overall net rating of plus one and a half points per 100 possessions, 112.7 offensive rating, 111.2 defensive rating. That is full season, full game. In the first quarter, though, the Magic have a minus 2.7 net rating. Minus 2.7. They are playing from behind from the very start of games, and that is, frankly, not sustainable. Their offensive rating drops to 108.3. Their defensive rating, surprisingly, still a solid 111. Now, Orlando, as this team especially, has always been very cognizant and wants to establish itself defensively. They're okay not scoring a lot of points early in the game. What they want to do is set the physical tone of the game and kind of dictate those terms. So I'm not surprised to see that the Magic, despite having a worse net rating, are still pretty good defensively in the first quarter of games. That generally keeps them in it, and that's all they want to do is be within striking distance early in the games because they think their depth will take over in the second quarter. 
they think that they can gain steam as the game goes on. But that offense is the problem. And that's kind of the deal the rest of the way. And the Magic's wins, they have a net rating of plus 8.5 points per 100 possessions in the first quarter with a 115.4 offensive rating and a 106.9 defensive rating. In their losses, they have a minus 17.2 net rating with just a 99 offensive rating. And yeah, their defense spikes up to 116.3. What this tells me is, yeah, wins, you obviously score better and do better than losses. But this tells me you get a good sense of what kind of game you're going to get from the Magic by the way their offense operates in the first quarter. If they're getting blown out of the water, if they're getting beat up early offensively, they're going to struggle the rest of the game. Now, you know, we saw obviously the Dallas game way back when. They kind of fell flat in the third quarter. Same, same thing happened against the Clippers. Again, very, very early in the season. But generally, you get a sense of how the offense is going to operate early on in these games. It's a pretty stark difference. Just from a record standpoint, when the Magic win the first quarter, when they when they win or are tied after the first quarter, the Magic are 14 and 6. They're 7 and 10 when trailing in the first quarter. So it's not quite a death blow, but it's always easier to play from ahead than it is from behind. And that's the struggle for this team right now. That's the struggle that we're looking at is the Magic have to get off to good starts. And especially with how injured this team is right now, especially with how much, how many just issues this team is dealing with right now. The Magic have to find a way to be competitive. They have to find a way to, uh, to, 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 to stay in it, to stay within striking distance. This is the key for this team. This is the key for their success. Now, it's not the end-all, be-all. There are four quarters. You got to win as many quarters as you can. But this stuff is important. And getting off to stronger starts is ultimately going to help the Magic get where they want to go. Of course, so many things for this Magic team are about health. Why the Magic might be getting some good news on the health front Coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the daily fantasy sports game that I play. It's an NFL weekend. We got the playoffs. We got plenty of basketball to watch too. Prize Picks is your place to play daily fantasy this weekend. Really, all you have to do, it's so simple. It's fantasy sports made easy. All you have to do is pick four to six players. Or two to six players. You don't even have to pick four. Two to six players and project whether they will get more or less than their projections. If you believe Paolo Bancaro is going to score more than 25 points, you just say he's going to score more than 25 points. If you believe Tua Tagovailoa is going to throw for more than 250 yards, you say he's going to throw for more than 250 yards. I, I don't know if I would bet on that with how cold it's going to be in Kansas City this weekend. It's really that simple. And you can mix and match sports leagues. You can even do the specials league. Which, com- which combos football and basketball. For instance, you could pick a combo of LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at 10 and a half three-pointers made and receptions. It's that it's really, really that easy. Easy. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use code locked on NBA 
for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, so the Orlando Magic are hopefully going to be getting some good news on Friday. Uh, this is a huge road trip. Uh, you know, again, Magic are in the toughest part of their schedule. I've had a few people kind of message me and and, and kind of wring their, their hands about uh, where the Magic sit in the standings. And I'm just like, hey, guys, guys, just, just calm down. Four through eight's bunched up real close right now. I know Chicago's kind of nipping at the heels. They're three games back still. The Magic are just a game back of Indiana. New York, I think, I think, I believe New York lost to Dallas. I think the game's still in progress as I'm recording, actually. Um, just just calm down. The Magic just have to survive this, get to the get to the end. And, and look, this team is capable of winning. It's not like this Magic team can't beat good teams. But the Magic are in need of some help. They are in need of some relief. And they may finally be about to get some good news. Here's the good news. On the Magic's injury report. Joe Ingles is no longer on the report. Wendell Carter is questionable. Right knee tendonitis is still. Franz Wagner will be out. Jonathan Isaac is now out with an illness. It's no longer the hamstring issue, which uh, which could be encouraging. It might not be. Um, but uh, but getting Joe Ingles back, just having another healthy body is going to help. And honestly, especially Joe Ingles. Um, people aren't, you know, we just, people are forgetting how valuable Ingles is to this team. Our Magic fans know how valuable Ingles is to this team. I think we've been waiting for him to come back. He makes Cole Anthony's life better, who is also not on the injury report after the, the right quad contusion flared up on in Tuesday's game. Um, he makes Cole Anthony's life easier by allowing him to play off the ball. He makes excellent passes. He calms the team down. He is a true leader on this team. And yes, I know his stats are meager, but he's also another three-point shooter. Um, having Ingles out there, is going to be a massive boost for this bench and for this team. Just having more healthy bodies is going to be a big boost. Um, and, and the Magic, obviously, I think, have been eagerly awaiting Ingles' return. Um, you know, he is someone that just he, he greases the wheel. That's that that's honestly the best way to describe what he does. He greases the wheel, and obviously, the potential that Jonathan Isaac could be back on this trip is certainly encouraging. Perhaps Wendell Carter's back on this trip. Injuries are going to play a factor in tonight's game against Miami. On Miami's injury report, Jimmy Butler is listed as doubtful with a 
uh, joint sprain in his, uh, I, I don't even know where it is, for, right first MP joint. I don't even know where that is, but it's sprained and he's doubtful. Tyler Hero is now questionable with a right shoulder strain. Kyle Lowry is doubtful with a left hand sprain. Caleb Martin is questionable with the right ankle sprain. Now, we know the Heat are deep. The Heat find ways. Don't sleep on them. They're still going to have Bam Adebayo, who's a beast on the inside. They, they beat Orlando a few weeks ago in Orlando without uh, without Jimmy Butler. That was Tyler Hero's first one of Tyler Hero's first games back, but they have enough weapons to still beat this Magic team. However, these are big games. Miami is seventh. Same record as Orlando, in fact. Um, these are big games. In fact, I would venture to say this Miami game, the, so the way, the way the schedule sets up, the Miami game, the New York game on Friday, or on Monday, the uh, Miami game next Sunday, and then the Cleveland game one week from Monday, those are all huge wins. Those are what we in the business, or uh, soccer fans, like to call six-pointers. Uh, in soccer, you get three points for a win, so when you play the team directly uh, above and below you, getting three points is three points you get, and three points they don't get. Um, these are huge games for tiebreakers. Orlando's already trailing 0-1 to Miami. They're 1-1 with Cleveland. They're 1-0 on New York. These games are huge. We need to treat these games coming up like playoff games, to be perfectly honest. We need to bring that playoff intensity or find a way to manufacture a little bit of intensity because these games are going to go a long way to determining what seed the Magic have, whether the Magic do get to that 4-5 game, whether the Magic do avoid the play-in tournament. Um, none of that is cinched in stone. I'm pretty confident Orlando is going to at least be in the play-in tournament. I think they will be a top eight seed. I, it would take a pretty massive collapse at this point, and it would take a really strong Chicago run uh, to 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 be a factor there. But Chicago's playing very, very well right now, and I want to take away credit from them. Um, but I, I am confident Orlando is going to be at least in that 7-8 game. But we don't want to be there. We want to be six. We want to be five. We want to be four. Um this, and the Magic are going to have a chance to make up a lot of that ground after the All-Star break. But these games go a long way to figuring that part out. I don't want to call Friday a must-win game. It'd be very, very nice to win it, especially if Miami's going to be down the, that many key players and a lot of those key players. I personally am very, very excited for this for this game. Uh, I'm excited to have Joe Ingles back. You know, Marco Fultz is slowly getting back into shape as well. Uh, very, very slowly. Um, but... These are big games, and the Magic do have to find ways to scratch these games out. You know, this is what maturity is, is figuring out how to scratch these games out. It's good to see the Magic are potentially getting a little bit healthier, getting, uh, and I think the Magic, honestly, I know as frustrated as fans are, and I would love a little more transparency from the Magic as well, but for as frustrated as fans are, the Magic, I think, have taken the approach of, we would rather have guys healthy in March and April and not be dealing with injuries than back here playing in January and dealing with injuries in March and April. I think ultimately that's the strategy the Magic are going on. They won't, they, you know, they may or may not, that may or may not be true. Guys are hurt. Guys aren't able to play. They may be willing to wait a game or two more to make sure a guy is healthy so that they have him for those important games in March and April. But I will say this, the games this week are really important. A two and two road trip is a must. The Magic cannot have another one and three road trip. They get to come home for a little bit. Winning those games at Kia Center is going to be critical. These are big games. And again, it's not it, going back to where we were earlier. These are big games to help Paolo make the All-Star team because his All-Star birth is a team award. It is not it is not just an individual award. It is a recognition of what the team is doing. And the Magic being in sixth place 
when the coaches vote is going to help is going to help Palo make that all-star team. If they're eighth, his chances of making the all-star team become a little iffier, become perhaps a little bit more becomes a little 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 uh, more more uh, dangerous. Um but it does seem like the Magic are getting healthier. Um you know again, just looking back at practice, Joe Ingles participated, did some contact work. He appears ready to play on Friday. Um Wendell Carter did a little bit of work, not any contact yet. Franz Wagner is back on the court doing some work, but not any contact yet. So the Magic are starting to get a little bit healthier. Certainly, I, I think we will see. We're going to see Joe Ingles back Friday. Wouldn't surprise me if we see Isaac back on this trip. Wouldn't surprise me if Wendell Carter gets back on this trip. If not on this trip, then when they return home to Kia Center uh, next week. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if Franz Wagner is kind of on the same timeline where he is back playing by the end of next week, by, by the end of this road trip. Um, so we will see what happens. Magic also been dealing with an illness that's been working, working its way through the team. So that's also kind of slowed and slowed some things down and gummed up the machine. Paolo admitted today that he was feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, so he's dealing with it too. So everybody's going through it right now. Just got to kind of grind out some pars here, stay above water, stay in this race and, and, and make, make the push when the push comes. But these are big games coming up. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Uh, you can, of course, find us on Twitter at, you can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and have a podcast. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all me sell podcasts to your podcast enabling device. You can, of course, find us on YouTube as well at youtube.com slash at LockedOnMagic if you're not already. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OmagicDaily. Be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. I am actually going to be driving down to the Casilla Center uh, to see the Magic play against the Miami Heat. We will hopefully be having an episode for you uh, from the arena uh, on on Friday. So definitely stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. I'm very, very excited. This is my first road game, so I'm very excited about that. Um, So I will see you in Miami on Friday. We'll have a recap of that game on our next episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.